welcome to Themis Podcasts. Themis is a risk management firm specialising in financial crime. Our aim of these podcasts is to bring you interesting news, interviews and recordings of our exclusive events from the world of financial crime. Fighting Modern Slavery and Human Trafficking in Financial Institutions In this episode, Viri Chohan from Themis talks with Tom Hewson and Jonathan Bell from Red Compass on their journey on how they have successfully launched their innovative product, Red Flag Accelerator. A comprehensive approach to mitigating the risks of modern slavery and human trafficking, which is provided free for use and adoption in banks and financial institutions. Hello and welcome to this Themis podcast. My name is Viri Chauhan and I'm the MD for Themis Community. Uh, I'm really pleased to have here today Tom Hewson from Red Compass and Jonathan Bell from Red Compass. Tom is the founding partner of Red Compass. It's a London-based consultancy with expertise in modern slavery and human trafficking. They have a very interesting product called Red Flag Accelerator that we're going to be talking about. But before we go into that, Tom, uh, welcome to this podcast. Hi, Barry. Nice to be here. It's great to have you. Could you tell us uh, how you got into the area of modern slavery and human trafficking first? What was the impetus? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's like whenever you look back, you know, everything kind of seems so clear. You can see the path that, you, uh, that you've walked. But like, when you walk it, it's a completely different experience. And so... I mean, our background, even beyond um, being involved in um, this area and financial crime, was in payments. And, you know, I think to, to use an analogy, right, uh, the internet, just how we kind of explain to the company when they kind of said, well, we're going from payments into modern slavery human trafficking, was we use the, the internet as an example that, that if, um, if you're Google, right, then, then you're doing an amazing thing. You're bringing knowledge to, to the world in the same way that here we were in payments, we were deploying payments platforms, we were helping banks with payment strategy, you know, and, and that, that, that really supports economies and, and, and it does good in its own right. But just like the internet, I think, can also be used, you know, for, for evil and, you know, for te- to cause terrible harm to people. Um, we thought we had a responsibility about these payments platforms that we were putting in, that, you know, they, they could be used for terrorism, they could be used for... Uh, modern slavery, they could be used for um, child pornography. So we, we really felt that we had to balance out the kind of good that we did in the payment space um, with something in another space. And at that point, it wasn't clear that, that it was going to be um, kind of human trafficking and modern slavery. And for quite could a while... Could, could I interrupt there? So in, in the payment space, I, I, I get it. So you're, you're, you're talking about... Uh, financial flows that are, are used for bad things so money laundering financing of terrorism so what was the how did you get to the natural link to modern slavery and human trafficking right so so i think i think i think for, for us um we we kind of explored lots of different options i mean we're, we're consultants by trade and and therefore maybe we're kind of boring and analytical and we kind of you know did it via you know grids and and, and spreadsheets but but for but for many years um another partner and myself um in, in red compass been trying to get jonathan to come join us and and we we we've been in, in in payments and we understood that and and, and jonathan was i think if i tell his own story better had been in what we could call secure government 
so I had a, a background in, in data and trying to find, you know, evil done in the world via data. And, um, and so the journey was when we kind of said, you know, Jonathan, come join us, come join us together, you know, that we actually could do good. We, we you know, there, there has to be a gap. We didn't know, though, if it was anti-terrorism. We didn't know if it was human trafficking. You know, we didn't know what it was. Um, and we, we really just started going through it step by step. You know, we looked a lot into anti-terrorism. Actually, to be honest, all you need is an Amazon account, some cash to buy a van or buy a knife. Actually, the amount of transactions going through banks we felt was limited. Um, and then one day, actually, Jonathan's wife, I'm actually going to have Jonathan tell the story better than me, kind of just said, you know, you guys need to speak up for those who have no voice. You know, who has no voice? You know, that's who you should speak for. And, um, and that it just really struck me. And then I just remember one day, you know, Jonathan was at a conference in Florida. And maybe, I don't know, maybe you tell her. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Very Great to be here as well. Delighted to share some of this story. So, so yeah, having, having um, finally come across to join Tom and, and Ed in Red Compass, um, which I was delighted to do, piecing together our, our worlds and our experience of payments and then, I guess, on a a government background, a corner of government looking for looking for information in a sea of data and how to do that with the latest technologies. Um, trying to piece this together, really, of course, I set about trying to understand where the financial services market was up to um, with financial crime more broadly, so to look for those uh, places where we could offer something different. And actually, I, I was lucky enough um, to travel over to Sunkist, Florida, for one of the ACAMS conferences. Um, which was fascinating and I was just going to the sessions and speaking to people and learning what the banks were doing and uh, and what the plans were in this area and I guess a couple of things so, really sorry to interrupt. in terms of that conference that conference was focused on money laundering is that correct primarily yeah ACAMS is looking at money laundering and financial crime slightly more rounded and actually human trafficking has become increasingly a, a key part of the agenda in those sessions as it was just in a small way at this particular conference a couple of years back. Um, so there, I guess there are two things that um, spring to mind from that particular conference. One was a presentation that a um, gentleman from Standard Chartered gave where he highlighted the scale of human trafficking and modern slavery in the world today. And I think many of us, and I think myself included, have maybe thought that was something from history. and actually to learn that 40 million people are modern day slaves was horrific to me and, and really struck. Um, and then with that still, I guess, bouncing around my brain, um, they were speaking about charity in London, Stop the Traffic, who we've got to know very well since. And I was thinking, I was chatting back and forth with Tom, maybe this is something we should look at. And then I had a conversation with somebody else, which I guess really helped us to crystallize our thinking a bit over time. And this lady worked there in Florida, actually, and she worked for one of the big um, payment transfer organizations, not a bank, but a financial institution. And she said that we can literally look out the window and we can see some of these transactions happening involving people. And we phone the police and there seems to be limits to what they can do. And we look inside our own data and we have KYC and we have AML checkers, but we can't seem to find evidence of this. And yet we know it's washing through. How can we find it? So that, I guess, helped us to think, well, maybe this is a place we could play in. And it launched mm -hmm. us into some further conversations with people in and around this area, thinking, let's bring together what we've learned across payments and banking, data analytics in different sectors and hunting those needles in the haystack 
and maybe we can bring that to bear in this space. I guess it was sort of started from then, I think. Yes, I mean, that's it's really uh, interesting and compelling story, and I can understand that from a, from a financial crime point of view, it's quite established in terms of policies and procedures and the, the culture for financial institutions, particularly with the, the fines that we've seen of recent years. But I suppose the focus on modern slavery is becoming more uh, to the forefront at the moment. In terms of where you went from there to your product, the Red Flag Accelerator, could you tell us the, what, what steps that you took next to sort of come up with this concept? Yeah, I think um, I think step one for us was we felt it was in the beginning we thought it was a kind of a you know CSR type project. Um, how could we commit our expertise um, to to make things better? And that was our kind of very first step. And then to to that we reached out to stop the traffic and we engaged with them. And they they kind of opened up to us this, this whole wealth of kind of research which has been done. Um, and so. We, we, we looked at these big, big stacks of paper and, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, you know, sheets of PDFs full of information about human trafficking within finance that the banks had contributed to and, you know, different organizations. And, and we just thought, well, this, this needs organized. Um, and it needs, and we thought we could organize this in a way that actually would be helpful to a data scientist within a, in a bank, right? And we thought we could also enrich it because there's things that are not in here that we know. Where would the bank find that information? So it's not just a payment, but you know, this is in the core banking, this is on the payment transaction platform, or this is in KYC, or this is in your AML system. So, so we, we, we organized the data and we enriched it. And at that point, it was just very much something that we would say to a bank, you haven't got to read this you know, five and a piece of paper. Here, you can just take this spreadsheet and what's your way? You can do something about it. I know you want to, but, but now you can, which is kind of the accelerator piece. And that was kind of step one, I think. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that is interesting. And the amount of uh, information and content out there on, on modern slavery and human trafficking is quite daunting in terms of the volume and the amount of research. And from the research that we've done at Themis, one of the things that has come up is that the awareness of modern slavery and human trafficking is quite a, a low level. Would you agree with that? And what's your experiences of that? I think broadly um, across society, yes, I would think that is the case. And I think um, we often, I guess the words are used, aren't hidden in plain sight. And those are things that are very hard to see. And maybe maybe people are guilty to a degree of turning a blind eye or maybe just not thinking when they see something. And I'm sure maybe we've all been guilty of that at times. I think inside the, the banks, it varies. And I think we, obviously, we our work is typically with the banks in the banking sector and has been over the years. And, and we're seeing a range, I think. I, I think the lack of a mandated um, regulatory requirement on the banks to really step up their game has meant that it's gone slow and you can sympathize with that to a degree because everybody's busy right they're trying to do as much as possible with little and time is scarce and resources are in short supply um, but I think I think it, I think it varies I think in some banks they're the pocket a group small groups of people who do understand the area quite well and often you find in these areas, people have a real commitment to the mm -hmm. cause, actually, and we've been pleased to meet various people who are very well learned in this area and are committed to it. 
But I think in other organizations, perhaps they haven't really got, got around to thinking about it just yet. So I think there is a need to raise awareness broadly, recognizing that some, some corners are, are very informed already, but many not yet, I think. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think uh, you mentioned the, the regulatory aspect because there's requirements for financial institutions to report suspicion of money laundering and financial crime. That's a, that's a very strict uh, criminal, uh, re, uh, criminal liability requirement for, for banks and individuals. Um, and I suppose for modern slavery, you have the Modern Slavery Act, which, which puts uh, onus on, on financial institutions to, to prepare a statement and to say that they have uh, checks and balances in place. But I suppose from your experience, do you think that the regulation needs to sort of mirror the money laundering regulation? Or do you think what is there at the moment is satisfactory, but you need to sort of focus on different areas? And could your, could your red flag accelerator product be a part of the solution? Well, I think, I think, it's, I think it's two parts to that question. So let me go to the first part about the regulation. Um, you know, regulation without teeth and without a stick is really not regulation at all. And I think that, I don't think there's anyone, I think, who, who would be listening or anyone between us, being the three of us, is, is going to believe that without a fine, and I don't even mean convictions, we, we just don't see convictions in, in this space, we see fines, right? Without fines, it's going to be very difficult for banks to be able to put, you know, limited budgets into this space to invest in it. Um, they're under a lot of pressure um, specifically, I think, from, from U.S. regulators um, who, you know, are very clear on their priorities, which is around sanctions and around terrorism, um, which definitely pushes the other forms of money laundering down, um, you know, down the list of what they're going to spend on. So I, I don't necessarily think that we're missing a regulation. We're missing a regulator. And it could be an EU regulator. It could be an in-country regulator. It could be anything that is willing to say, if you allow people to be bought and sold using your services of accounts and payments, we will find you unless you've utterly proven you've done everything you can in the same way that with terrorism or, or kind of sanctions breaking. So we, it's a regulator that is needed, I think, more than a, than a regulation. Now, in terms of, in terms of where, you know, the, the red flag accelerator can help in that, I think that, you know, at, at, at the very least, that we, we would want it to be something that every bank could say to their regulator, look, all this information from the industry has been digested into these flags, into these scenarios, and we're checking every one of them. You know, what more can we do? Oh, and in addition to that, we're putting extra flags that we find back into the model to be shared with, with the other banks. So we're both contributing from a society point of view, an industry point of view, and we're checking ourselves. And to us, that, that form of using the accelerator, to me, would, would be a really fantastic way to share information. Because this part of our business, we don't make any money out of it. I think that's an important thing for me to say at this point. It's not that we are not a commercial organization we are we know we have data scientists we know we have consultants but the red flag accelerator element is absolutely you know free to the banks so there's nothing in it for us for this to become something that they can say to a regulator all this research is being checked within our systems via these flags i mean that's a very 
noble cause and I was very impressed when I learned that. What's been the response from the financial institutions to that? Well, I think we've been um, very pleasantly surprised by the response and a lot of interest and, and lots of um, meetings and follow-up meetings to explain and elaborate more. And so we're actively engaged with many of the of the banks um, in this country on the subject right now, which is which is tremendous. And I think you know, we have to thank Stop the Traffic for a lot of their work. And they've been teaming up with with IBM on something that they call the Traffic Analysis Hub Pilot. And we've become a part of that where it offers to those banks that sign up access to the TA Hub where they can go search for trends and people movements and open source material gathered together in one place to go and, and explore and understand what's happening. Whereas our contribution is, is as, as we're saying, free of charge to all those members of the TA Hub pilot is to take these flags, the red flag accelerator, and bring that inside the bank. So you're looking outside the bank into the TA Hub, but actually looking inside the bank with our data sets to find what's happening inside. And I think, you know, for many of us who've worked in, in industries like this, where you're trying to build that picture of information, you need the open source components, absolutely you do. But I think, as we've said, wherever there is money moving, there is often a criminal activity closely following. And absolutely in this space, money drives all manner of things. The information that the banks have is very rich indeed. And it's the combination of the two that I think gives the fullest picture. And then we can understand what's really happening so that then intervention can be made. Yeah. Jonathan, that's really uh, uh, a nice way to, to exp explain that because I think working in banks previously in my previous roles, one of the challenges I've always had was you have really good products like yourself that, that are available, but there's competing challenges for priorities in the bank. What guidance would you give to people who are passionate about modern slavery and human trafficking who, who are working in banks to get the attention of the of the senior leaders? It's a good question and there definitely is that challenge with many competing priorities to do that. But I think um, I think deep down most if not all people want to do something about this problem. So it strikes a chord with all of us, I'm sure it does. Um, the awareness needs to be raised that this matters and that actually the barrier to entry isn't so high. And that's where we would like to be part of the solution. We think that Red Flag Accelerator gives a fairly simple, easy way to take that first step and to be looking for at least this, use this as a beginning of your response. And there's always more that can be done and there's conversations about how we could help further. But I think I think that's a key part of it. And, and actually, we want to, sorry, go ahead, Tom. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that if we were like the three of us in the corner of a pub under non-COVID-19 rules, and we were <laughs> hatching schemes. One day. You know, about how, you know, someone would get this escalated in the bank, right? And then and that fourth person was with us. I really echo with, with what JB just said. You know, actually, you know, sadly is there. You only have to find it through one scenario. You haven't got to do it all in the beginning, right? You can start quite simply. There's some very simple examples where I think undoubtedly some suspicious behavior will be raised that you can dig into. I think once it becomes clear that you can kind of prove and show proof to people higher up, 
who hold budgets and make priorities and decisions about projects. Look, it's here. And look, I've just showed it to you. And that makes it a lot harder to say no. But right now, when it's an abstract idea, it's easy to just say, well, if we need to put the money to protect us against, you know, you know, OFAC and, you know. Where the fines will come from. Yeah, so I think it's about taking a simple step, taking that first step, finding enough evidence and building upon that to kind of show the scale of the problem. That's good advice, simple steps, okay. And, um, you know, uh, moving towards the, the close of this podcast, what, what would you see, uh, I suppose, uh, two things. What are your personal ambitions with respect to what you'd like to see in modern slavery and human trafficking uh, space? And what are your ambitions for the Red Flag Accelerator? Hmm. Well, that's uh, one each. Which one do you want to do, JB? Um, personal. Okay, you do personal. <laughs> I think um, so. We want to be a contributing, contributing um, part of this solution. We don't want to duplicate what others are doing. We don't want to compete with other people. We want to be doing something that others perhaps are not doing. We want to be helping, and we want to help further the thinking in those banks that are mature and help those who are just getting started to get started. That's what we want. Uh, and why? I guess the personal bit really is. We recognize and we talk about it a lot. We've been given a lot. We are in a, you know, a very fortunate and maybe privileged position in history to be in the roles that we're in. Um, and many things in our lives we've learned over the 40 odd years <laughs> that we have. Um, life isn't easy for everybody. Uh, and, it, and we're really struck by the numbers of people who are victims of modern slavery right now. And you know, again, conversations with our wives, they teach us many things. and. And if we can do something in our day-to-day -day work that helps just one person who's stuck in a really difficult situation because the, the, the money that's moving around them is identified and spotted and then they are helped out of that horrible hole that they've fallen into, for one person, it's worth it. Um, and our whole ethos as a company is about helping that one person, whether that person's senior in a bank or lower down in a different financial organization. And we, we are, we want to help one person um, with the work that we do. It's really important to us. And in this case, if we can help just one person, that would be worth yeah. having done it all for. I, I agree. And I think that <clears throat> that is true. It's not just a, you know, kind of, those aren't words. You know, until we've helped one person, the team won't rest. And I really feel that strongly. And I see that in them. In terms of, you know, where would I see the red flag seller to go? Um, you know, if, 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 if I'm honest and, you know, let, let me be bold, right? You know, when I'm talking to the team and the, and the different data scientists and when we're trying to steal resource, you know, off the bench or off projects, you know, can we have two days of, you know, of this person or that person? Is that to take it from a, a spreadsheet um, into algorithms, but, but, but in, 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 in a manner that isn't about being proprietary, that, hey, you've got an AML system. Why couldn't we just feed this algorithm into this place where you already have data? You know, just be, if, we, if we could take this two more steps that could just feed in, then it could go to 2,000 banks or 5,000 banks. It doesn't rely on us having teach people to teach people how to use this tool via the spreadsheet. So I think that's where I would like it to go. I'd like it to be abstract enough that it could be applied everywhere, um, you know, simply using, you know, kind of open APIs and open source type of uh, formats. That's really compelling from both of you, and it's uh, 
uh, really good, good to hear. And if, if I were working in a, a bank or, or a compliance function in a financial institution, how would I get access to the Red Flag Accelerator? So um, I guess initially you'd probably be part of the TA Hub pilot um, with Stop the Traffic um, and you can find us through that. We can directly link to our the corner of our website that has this information on and you can download it. You sign up and download and then we'll work with you to, to share the full file once we've had a conversation about um, who you are and what you're looking to do with it and, and get to know you a little bit. And of course that's available um, on our website as well. So. Um, you can find it through the TA Hub and you can find it directly as well. And do get in touch. We would love to talk. We would love to explore how we can help. Yeah, and I think that we're, you know, if, if people get in touch, we have a very, very open and honest, you know, kind of claim, which is that if you only want this from us, that is fine. We're not going to use this to sell something else. If we can help you with other services, of course, because we, we want to pay for it to enable it. But you can have this and this only. That absolutely we promise. That's fantastic. And that's a good place to 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 finish this. I'd like to thank you, Tom and Jonathan, for your time and for your uh, your your stories on how you got uh, Red Flag Accelerator to where it is. And uh, we look forward to working with you in the future. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Thanks, Barry. Thank you for listening and I hope this has been a useful podcast for you. As a public-private research project, we are developing an industry-wide response to modern slavery and human trafficking and are keen to speak to as many financial institutions as possible so we can understand current and best practices. Whether you work for a bank or building society, an investment manager, an insurance house, an accountancy firm, a money service or payments business, a crypto exchange or any financial institution, we want to hear from you. If you would like to participate or sponsor this research, please get in touch. We would love to talk to you and your team about what you are currently doing to either detect or prevent any links to modern slavery and human trafficking. You can reach me on viri.chohan at themisservices.co.uk or find out more via our Themis website on the homepage where there is a tab for modern slavery and human trafficking. Thank you for listening to the latest Themis podcast. We hope you found it interesting and informative. If you would like to find out more about Themis, get in touch with us via our website, www.crime.financial. You can also subscribe for future news and interviews.